Howdy, Rob Lee here, and we're going to get back to the truth in this art, but I want to do a little exercise with you. As you know, the truth in this art is an audio experience, so I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this time and visualize with me. I'm thrilled to reintroduce you to Forged Eatery, a true gem that captures the essence of farm-to-table dining in Baltimore. At Foraged Eatery, they have mastered the art of sourcing local and seasonal ingredients, resulting in a menu that will leave you in awe. Their commitment to quality and to flavor is simply unmatched. Picture yourself, see it's the visual, picture yourself uh, savoring their mushroom stew, a comforting and aromatic dish that transports you to a world of culinary bliss. The depths of flavor and the carefully selected ingredients will tantalize your taste buds. You can swap out and insert the focaccia, which is heavenly, or the irresistible cornmeal fried happy oysters. Each bite is a celebration of culinary mastery. Forged Eatery goes beyond being simply a restaurant. It's an immersive experience where the menu evolves with the seasons. Each visit promises a new and exciting experience for your taste buds, making every moment unforgettable. So, fellow food fans, fellow food lovers, it's time to discover the magic of Forged Eatery. Let their innovative approach to dining and their passion for locally sourced ingredients transport you to a world of culinary excellence. Don't miss out on an extraordinary dining experience. Plan your visit to Forge Eatery today and let your taste buds revel in the true flavors of the season. It's time to indulge in a gastronomic adventure that will leave you craving for more. For more information, visit ForgedEatery.com. Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today we have a special segment brought to you in collaboration with B-by-B and the Waterfront Partnership. And B-by-B is Baltimore by Baltimore. Today I'm speaking with the visionary behind the Black Baltimore Renaissance Volume 1 coloring book, the founder of Meeting You Where You Are mentorship program, and the curator of A Curation of Love for Our City, which is the second installment of the Baltimore by Baltimore series for 2023. Um, let's dive in and explore the vision, process, and the experiences of the event within the context of our beloved city of Baltimore. Please welcome Devin Wilkins. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Thanks for having me, Rob. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for making the time. Right. Um, I mean, we're out here. I'm, st I'm still in awe. I'm still in Same. awe that I'm doing a podcast <laughs> on a boat right now. It's really cool. Um, so... Thank you for coming out. Thank you for making the time. Um, we were kind of joking a little bit before we got here about uh, all of us being a walking wounded. So yeah. thank you for, for making it happen. And um, so, you know, Baltimoreans, right? Mm -hmm. Being a part of um, Baltimore by Baltimore, I think it's a special place for me. Um, being here and being able to work with this project. Talk, talk about how the project came along and just, you know, what was it like growing up here and being able to produce an event like the one that you produced for Baltimore by Baltimore? Uh, like, again, let me start off by saying thank you. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. crazy where we're at right now. But uh, <laughs> the event came about me. I created a coloring book called The Black Baltimore Renaissance. That's the initial thing last year, June 12th. I released it. Had the idea prior to that 
probably 2021, but I actually like stuck to it. I was being a vendor at the uh, Baltimore by Baltimore event last July. Crazy thing, it was July last year, and um, Fred, yep. Big Fred, the comedian, invited me because I had the book and I was a vendor. Kept a relationship with Waterfront Partnership. Uh, was working with them at their marketplace and just being a vendor with the coloring book at different events that they had. Uh, the opportunity came the top of 2023 yeah. for me, uh, the idea of one of the executive uh, directors they had a programming if I was interested in being a producer. So I thought about it, I wrote it down actually like, as a step that I wanted to have my own festival. And that was the opportunity that was, was granted. Uh, I took it, I was excited. Like, okay, I, I can take this coloring book and it highlights all the people in the city. Well, just some, not everybody, but a few, and then put this into a festival where young people can get a chance to see people that look like them and the array of talent that we have, just not just musically but or, or athletically, but you know, from writers, uh, people in the community doing the work yeah. grant, and the ground level, just what I was doing in the community, going to the detention center, that's where it really started. Um, but to pull it off and it was successful, to me, it felt great, man, because you know, growing up here, it's a story, we all have a story. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can be a great one, negative, positive, but it's a story. And just to grow here, go to college, to come back and you know go into the detention center for, for almost 10 years throughout the state, just cause, cause I wanted to give back and help and provide resources to then have this opportunity where the color book was successful. Yeah. And then the festival was like, all these people were here. Not for me, that was the main thing. That's why I wasn't like Devin Wilkins, Devin Wilkins, it was like, a curation of love for everybody can have their input to this and, and feel good when they left here, like haircuts, cleaning their sneakers. Uh, we had a diverse selection of vendors and food from, you know, vegan options, soul food, um, seafood, but it wasn't just one dimensional. So I felt good that I could show everything from the, the smart kids, yeah. you know, the hood, uh, every side, yeah. the intellect, and, and let people feel good about the city and, and the black people in the city actually like and, and we're not threatening yeah. we're great people so that's it that's great and you're right I think we all have a story yeah. you know um, I you know East Baltimore you born and raised the whole thing Morgan City it's just all of the dots right yeah and you know it's its own story but it's not dis, it's not too dissimilar from anybody else's story so being able to connect and see people that you're like i know you you're you it's a thing it's like the, the you know they say six degrees of separation yep. like i'm not to cut you off but it's like that because everybody is connected some way somehow it doesn't matter how your life goes if it you know if it goes far if you go behind you still know these people you have you're familiar with their their, their struggle or their growth it's just a beautiful thing. Like we all understand each other undeniably. <laughs> so one of the things that I try to push forth and, and I like that you, you didn't make it about you per se. Yeah. I, I like that because in, in doing this, you know, some people ask me, why don't you just call it the Rob Lee podcast? Mm -hmm. That's not the point. That's not that's not the reason I started it. Yeah. I've done a version of that podcast and actually I didn't really like it. I, I don't find myself to be like really super interesting or something like that. but. My motivation, I think, is more interesting to talk to sort of this diverse array of people yeah. and really having this focus on arts, culture, community. That's what I just keep putting out there. So when you're bringing this this like installment, this is the second year of Baltimore by Baltimore, and you're the second uh, producer. This is yeah. the second one of the second year. Yeah. All twos, you know. 
sin I said that with the T-E-W. Because I'm from Baltimore. So bringing together these diverse talents from comedy, you know, you mentioned Big Fred, to, you know, poets, Kondwani, and even like Brittany Young from B360 in terms of innovation and STEM. Tell us about the process of like reaching out to folks. How did that go in working with so many diverse people who have like their vision, this is how I do things, and bringing it all together to make something that works and that hits. It goes back to what we said. We all connected. Yeah. Brittany went to middle school with her. Uh, Kangwani, Fred grew up with him he over East Baltimore down the hill. Yeah. And I went to high school with Fred. Yeah. Um, everybody was like relationships. And from the book, they bought into the, the vision. So they saw the work. It just wasn't about, it wasn't about me anyway. Like I didn't even want to be in the coloring book until the illustrator put me in the last page. <laughs> so they understand it was innovative, it was, but it was fun and it was creative. And I think people, it didn't even have any, it was, it was so easy. I can't even lie, bro. It was easy. It wasn't hard at all. Like even when uh, the guys at Waterfront, the team used to ask me, are you good? I'm like, it's eat. I'm good. Like I was, I started early. I got the, the opportunity in March. I had it laid out how I wanted it, so like as a renaissance. So yeah. I wanted to start with jazz. Reached out to a jazz musician, Cam Sounds. I used to see him uh, when I was living in Canton, right there playing live in the Target parking lot. Yeah. And I said, man, give me your car. One time something might come up and I might need you. I, I reached out, he was with it. Um, the opportunity just to teach the young kids about the stem and the dirt bikes, and you know, that's the bad rap that we had. Oh, Brittany, I can reach out to her. She yeah. supports me and she's in the book. Bam, that was there. Yeah. Poetry. Um, young guys with the hip-hop and the scene reached out to those guys. It was just like the element of being me, and people accepted it and understood what I was doing, and just get to let me take lead. Like, we trust you, man. We've seen the work that you're doing, and you're really a behind-the-scenes type of guy, but yeah. you're putting yourself in the forefront. So, hey, it must be something that you really want. And they bought in, and it, it worked. Every time, every now and again, and I, and, I, and I definitely, I'm on the same page when it comes to like planning. Yeah. Like, you know, in in April of this year, I wanted to do a jazz month. Mm -hmm. It took me like three years to figure that out to get the people yeah. lined up. And then when it came to fruition, oh my gosh, it felt so good to see it and to make it happen. And not only did I do interviews in Baltimore with some mm -hmm. of the biggest places from, you know, Andy Music to mm -hmm. like connecting with like Baltimore Jazz Festival and even hitting DC, hitting Philly, hitting New Orleans and really being able to bring this vision and have people buy into the vision. Yeah. That's sort of the key thing. And I think of that Deion Sanders quote recently, mm -hmm. I'll do raggedy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's real, That's I don't. I don't. And then to myself, so if I had my name attached to it, and it said my name was plastered every day, I said I can't have my name attached to something that people leave with a bad taste, like, like I, can, I don't know what happened. Yeah, what was that? Like, so yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so talk about like sort of that, with those, those planning steps that go into it, like, I'm in this stage, I was telling you a little bit before we got started here that I'm like in this sort of like slower phase of interviews right now mm -hmm. because I'm kind of ramping up for that next season yeah. and I have a really specific uh, plan and process and I'm doing the work right now for interviews that are in January. We're recording this in J July. Yeah. So for you getting sort of like the call and knowing that you're booked and you're going to do this in, um, you know, of course, a few months ago at this point, yeah. you know, in March. What was that part process? Was it like, I got this group email that I'm going to send out? Yo, y'all interested? What was that process like? The process was, I've been doing it for a while, actually. Like, 
since pan since the pandemic, you know, gave everybody a chance to settle down. Yep. I just had a pen and pad, literally, like worked out, same routine, was listening to the same type of music daily for the past three years. Just get my mind together, get my thoughts. Instead of my phone, I needed to write it down. <laughs> so I wrote, the, like I said, I wrote the coloring book idea down. I wrote a festival. I wrote just expanding the community work, getting myself to another level of just helping and, and connecting more people. And if I get a chance, bring more people up. Yeah. So I had this written down. So when it came to it, it was like, ah, I already had it. I had the idea about a festival. So yeah. now I just <laughs> uh, took that, the notes from probably 2021, yeah. and applied it in 2023. Because I already had it in a book. I had a couple books, journals, uh, calendars, and I just planned my life out because I was tired of being like procrastinating, being impatient, which is being all over the place, just in life. Like I've turned 30 in 2019, and it was like a new leaf I wanted to turn just in, as a man. Well, it's a person. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I just kept it. So when it, I was prepared more so than anything. So when I, I knew it was going to come, I just had a feeling, like I said, listen to the same song, stuff that was motivating me, stuff that made me feel good. I just blocked out any negativity, friends. Anybody that didn't see the vision, I just stuck to my guns. And even when I said a coloring book, like, what is that? Yeah. People say, oh, that's cool. But then when it came, oh, this hard, bro. Oh, I see what you said. Just like we said, yeah. talked about uh, before in the conversation yeah. before the, we started recording. And I had it written down. So it was really reaching out to, to people and just taking their ideas. Like, what you think if you had a festival? Yeah. Oh, hey, you should have my friend. All right, let me, let me see who this person, what they're about. And most of the time, if somebody referred me to somebody, they were legit. Come on, you can come. Hey, my, my, my homegirl's a food vendor. I mean, okay, let me check out, let me taste the food. Come on. Yeah. It was bring, It was really community. Like, you had something and you're doing it, come yeah. on. And I, and I think that's one of the things I try to articulate, you know, when I'm talking with people on, you know, there's opportunities that come. It's like, I'm gonna work with who I know does good stuff. And, yeah. you know, you're in the scene, it's, you know, as you said earlier, six degrees. So it's like you see what people are doing and who's mm. doing good stuff and who you want to affix your brand with or whatever yeah. that might look like. So being able to work with like Waterfront Partnership and work with Baltimore by Baltimore, it's just like as soon as I had that initial conversation, I was like, all right, however I can work with them, that's what I want to do. And that's the thing. I was a novice to it. Not a novice to working with organization, but, you know, Okay, I'm the brand and that language. Like I'm not, I was not. I'm, I'm familiar with, it, but I was kind of turned off by some of that. You don't see yourself. You didn't see yourself in that way. I didn't. I just like, I see myself as a person trying to help. Yeah. I had an idea. It worked, and I'm still working it more so than oh, this is your brand. I accepted some of the stuff now, but it, I was nervous because I just, I didn't like to be a character. And I most most people I feel when they get in any position, bro, become a character of what. Everybody else sees the mask, mm -hmm. and I never wanted to be like, "Oh, I'm the community guy, I'm the coloring book guy, I'm this guy." No, I'm just still me, yeah. and I'm just these are parts of me, yeah. and I just wanted to, to to still be comfortable in that, and never like have no arrogance or still have the humility to me to walk around where the community embraced it. That's we're, it. We're we're multifaceted people, right? Yeah. And I joke about it a lot of like, ah, I'm the truth in this art guy. I, I do that, but it's, it's done facetiously, you Same. know? And, but really it's just like, these are the things that matter to me. And mm -hmm. I don't have to be as overt and like pounding my chest about it or what have you. It's baked into who right. I talk to, how I talk to them, when I talk with them. And 
its intention, its, its things that are being thought out. And for the people that are supposed to get it, they get it mm. and they rock with it. And I think, I think that's, I think that's kind of what you're feeling too. No, that, man, you took the, you said it better. <laughs> I mean, like, like that's that's it. The people that get it, get it. I don't have to display it. You understand, and you see me as my authentic self at, in anything, and you understand what I'm about, what I'm about. You feel it, and that's a feeling. Even like, like they say, like energy is really real. Like even having the conversations with you, I, initially you can feel yeah. this is a good man. He understands what he's talking about, and he does good work at the same time. And the conversation just comes easy when you have that, you know, that type of aura or connection with people initially versus like, I'm the podcaster. <laughs> I do talk like that sometimes. No, but you know, like, <laughs> you haven't looked at all my, I was like, uh, just who is Rob first? And then we can get to all that stuff later. Yeah, I would say I'm East Baltimore Rob. People are like, that's Baltimore's not even that big. I was like, you don't get it. You ain't from here. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so in, in, in thinking it through, like, uh, Folks will ask me, why are you talking to artists? Why are you talking to these people? What's yeah. the motivation behind that? And I always say that I think artists and creative folks and, and people that just have a sort of attachment, you can you can tell them, right? Yeah. And I think they have an interesting point of view and they cross over in multiple sections mm -hmm. and communities. So when you're thinking through, you have the opportunity, you're going to do it. How did you arrive to the theme? How did you arrive to the theme of you want to do sort of this renaissance? You want to do sort of this like curation of the city and hit these different areas. How did you arrive to that? Is this is this is my my installment of the festival, and this is how I want to do it? Because it was a feeling. Yeah. It was a feeling. I've been saying this. I had some some people I know had podcasts, and I just had the feeling that we were in a renaissance, despite everything that was going on. Social media. The accent was popular. <laughs> the athletes we had on a grand stage. Just everything as a whole, like the artists. It was everybody kept talking about the city, the city, the city. And it was like, something's going on here. Fast forward, I think that was like 2019, I've been saying this. And, um, you just start seeing it. It's a feel. I don't even know how to explain it. It just felt like good things are coming. Yeah. Like, we had premiere photographers, premiere podcasts. Club music was big at the time, coming with to the Beyonce and the Drake. Everybody was using the sound that, yeah. that, that, that started here. So it was like, it's a, it's, it, and then I felt like I want to display that in a festival. And this is like, without the best platform yeah. in a harbor. This is like our old, you know, old time. It's like if baseball is an old pastime. Yeah. This is an old pastime of our city. Like, it's a young guy, it's a kid, you're walking down here, you're seeing the water, you're just smelling the. <laughs> smelling the, 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 the everything? Yeah, the everything. <laughs> and just going through here and Harbor Place, it, it just was a feeling. I'm like, okay, we can bring that back for one day with everything yeah. and show people, you know, that the Harbor is not people getting robbed and something that they always push. I wanted to really switch the narrative. I hate that saying, but I really wanted to, to switch it. And me being a young black guy from Northwest Baltimore here, showing it like we come in a multitude of flavors. Like, and you don't have to, you know, you can be yourself. And and that's what I wanted them to see. Like, I, and it worked, it worked. And I keep saying it worked because I saw people smiling, dancing, having fun. It was, the humidity was so crazy. People stayed out there for 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 some stayed for four hours, some stayed for six, some stayed for two and a half. Yeah. It wasn't the retention to stay there and enjoy yourself. 
I felt good. They didn't just leave or just show face. Like my family stayed there the whole eight hours because they actually enjoyed it. Not because of me, the talent, the food. They went back to different vendors. That was a good, even the vendors making the money and getting a chance to show their craft. Even vegan options, bro. Like I had a guy that changed his life, a friend I grew up with, beat alcoholism, went to a raw diet, and he was trying to sell his products. He just wanted to get no, not even beans. His name is it's My Eye Kitchen. Ah, okay. So it, it, that type of thing, those things, I had opportunities to show Baltimore Youth Arts. I worked with this organization to give them a chance to be on the news. Every time they had an opportunity for me, I said, no, I want to give it to somebody else, add it to it. And that was the, the good thing that everybody got a chance. Even if I had extra money to find something, I pushed it to somebody else. Well, you know they say that the uh, Aquarians are the <laughs> philanthropists of the Zodiac. That's the thing I hear all the time. Yeah, um, me as well. And, you know, I, I, I have this sort of that same value of if there's an opportunity that comes my way, it's like, I'm not going to be able to do everything. I'm not going to, you know, but if I can pay it forward and say, this person would be good for this. Correct. How, how can I facilitate? How can I help? Yeah. How can I be of use and of service? I think there's something important there. And, um, I mean, it's just really great to hear. And I almost wanted to be petty, but I, and I think I will be petty. Go ahead. To say that you shouldn't do a festival or an event in July. Oh, but <laughs> monthly. Uh-huh. I mean yearly. Uh-huh. 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 Hey, it, it was so. It, uh, hey, it was successful. I don't know. People ask me that the same day. You want to come back here next week? And, uh, and I'm like, uh, do it again next year if the opportunity presents. I'm willing to do it. Any level in a grander stage, I'm willing just to add on to it because. I felt like I got a taste of it, and I, I know I'm capable of doing it even bigger and better, yeah. especially having that run. Um, it's, it's no such thing as sort of, and, and, I, and, and this is the reason why I think Baltimore by Baltimore works so well. It doesn't have that, um, it, it's, it doesn't feel pretentious. It, 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 it's actually having that producer model, having like people who are actually from the community yeah. doing it, that works well, and it doesn't have... You know, you hear about artificial intelligence, AI. Yeah. I like to call it AV, artificial vibes. Like you have people able to put together a thing, and it's like this is indicative of the community, and then it's kind of mid, it is not. Whereas Baltimore by Baltimore does it in the right way of let's reach out, who's doing stuff, who's you know has these connections, and leveraging the community to put on an event and a series of events rather that afford a community. So that's. It just works. And you hit it on the nose. Because sometimes I went to some of these things and that's what I felt, the AV. <laughs> I kind of like, get that over, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I'm like, this doesn't, I, the pictures look great, but when you went, mm-hmm. I didn't feel it. So if I said, if I ever got a chance to have an event that's like community-based, I'm gonna put my twist to it. Yeah. And, and make it really feel authentic and have the people in the, the grass root of the city, like dirt bikes. Yeah. But at, and at the same time, we have dirt bikes in STEM and. She just had her moment as well with the three million dollars. Like, well, let's highlight this person. Yeah. Let's 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 show these young, you know, the young hip hop artists, R&B artists, jazz musicians, everybody. Um, we have talent. Like, let you see it at, at its forefront and, and, and enjoy yourself at the same time. And we and we have to, I think, do that. Like, leverage and acknowledge and love on the talent that's here, because nobody else will. Yeah. And then it's this sort of approach where. 
instead of like leveraging all of the people that are here, so many in this concentrated area, so many people doing interesting stuff, that we'd rather go outward and mm -hmm. then invite folks back. And it's like, that's cool, but you couldn't find someone who does something comparable or has a unique vision here. And I think we're, we're seeing sort of the, the byproduct of that now with certain decisions that are made. And I, and I think, again, that's why Peabody is so successful, I think, at least in, in terms of community orientation. And it's successful because of the team. Yep. I can't negate the fact that they're good people. Yep. When good people are in position, it's going to work. Now, they, it's waterfront, they have the resources, but they also have the right people. Like, everybody on their team works hard, efficient, and at the end of the day, are good people, and besides their title. Yep. And that's what I can respect, and that's what I enjoyed. And I was hoping to do it even before last year, just working with Aaron, Deanna, Melody, um, Amber, Stace, everybody, like even uh, Lori, like everybody that's in there, you would want to hang out with besides working and, and, and help them out. So if I can make them look good and they helping me, it works out. So I want to I want to switch gears a touch okay. since we were talking a little bit about vision, right? When you, you have that initial idea, you're coming down with note this, this is what I had in mind, I had this opportunity, how close was it, the, the, the end product of your installment of B by B, how close was it to what that initial vision was, was it much larger, was it like, I wish I was able to do this, describe that for us. It exceeded my expectations, to be honest, everything, but everything that I said, that I felt happened, and more, like the love felt it, it was more so the reception of everybody, I was like when I got the text messages, parents, even like peers or people just coming up and said I had a great time. And say, are you going to come in next week? That feels good. You know, people had a good time. It was supposed, and but everything I wrote down to get back to your question was tenfold. Like the emotions I felt that day, even after, just even seeing videos that they send up to, still to this day, it just feels good. Like yeah. I did that. <laughs> and, and seeing like seeing yourself get tagged in a thing that you're not expecting, like, oh wow, that's me. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, and it was like even like you said, we had um, a segment uh, highlighting writers. Yeah. Normally that's not like a thing people want to hear. They sat there and listened to it. We had Lana Nicole Davis, nice. phenomenal writer, and she had a host of friends just speaking about their work in the community in the city and just stuff that they put out locally. Yeah. People sat there and listened, just talking about storytelling and telling your story, the same that we're doing now, right. telling our stories. It can be audible, you can write it down, but the stories are telling. Young people, if you want to do that, tell it in different forms. So I appreciated that as well. That's great. So st sticking with that, you mentioned sort of that, that one part portion of it with um, Alana. Talk, talk a bit about, um, you know, some of those other like standout moments. Um, because there's always something like, the, 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 I remember the one last year and I joked him about it when, um, you know, Larry What Up was there just yeah. being a hype man extraordinaire. And I was like, yo, I don't know if I want to get on that stage right now and talk to Fred. And then Larry was like, you getting up there, bro. I was like, all right, I guess I'm getting up there. He got me. He accepted me. So that's something that sticks out for me um, as far as, you know, from the position of, you know, being like, the producer being, you know, involved in so many different parts of it. What sticks out for you? That's tough. That's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Because it's like everything felt good in every moment. But the highlight, I would say, oh, I'm gonna go with both of the bands. It started off with Cam Sound, the Vibrations, Jazz kicked it off for an hour. Nice. Killed it. 
um, and Katira Love and her band. Those were the moments. Like she, he was in the beginning at noon, so 12 to one. She came, kind of closed it out 6:15 to like seven. So great, she had to do an encore of another other song, and went and went another like 15 minutes. It was just like the energy. Like she did a cover of like Tevin Campbell. She was actually on American Idol, so finally something like she mentioned, and it was just great to see. Like it was a big family reunion, kickback college H it was just like a feeling just to see it bro I, I, I that was the highlight <laughs> that was the hey, highlight real real my vibes. words I don't even have the words to say because I, it was a feeling that you had to be there to feel more so than me to convey like this happened that happened it just was every second of it it was just great and, and, and stamina let's talk about stamina a little bit because I mean I, the, the so at, at a point like I am this podcast is known for putting out a lot of content. Yeah. And I remember the most um, radio, if you will, I, I did in a day was like four straight hours of radio. Yes. And I was like, if I actually ever want to get to this lane, I have that experience to look yeah. at. So taking from that experience and putting on, on what, six hours? Eight hours. Eight hours. So putting on an eight hour <laughs> festival event with all of the moving parts that goes yeah. into it. Talk about sort of like having a stamina and like some of those like key lessons and takeaways that you've gotten from that, that vantage point of, you know, when you're overly involved in it because of the nature of what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't watch any movies with people I do movie screenings with yeah. because I want to empathize a little bit too much. I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. So talk about that, like the stamina and that experience <laughs> being a producer in that role. Questions. <laughs> um, stamina. So, to put it together, it was fun and draining at the same time. Still got life. Uh, the actual day, it just felt like I said, it was the feelings. So I was just going off momentum, just, uh, just vibes of just making sure everybody was cool and, it, and everything was so, so on point. Everybody came for business. Was, everything started on time. One segment was up, the DJ boom, transition, the band, everything. So it wasn't even a stressful thing. I could actually would have, could have sat down and enjoyed myself, but I wanted to make sure everybody else was having a good time. But it, I, I don't know if God or higher being had his hand on me. I didn't have any, I wasn't exhausted. I was still, I wanted to do it again, the same, the next day. It's, it's, it's funny. Like, whenever I have anything that's coming up, I'd rather not have a lot of time to prepare. Because it, it's, it's the Iverson thing. Yeah. It's like, this feels like practice. I need to get to the game. But you, you, you want to have strategy. You want to have structure and things in place. But you don't want to have too much time because then you overthink it or whatever. And it's just so much nervous energy that goes into it. It's like, I want to get out there. I want to do it. And that's, that's the thing that I feel. But um, but I can tell you this before. But yeah. go back because now I'm thinking. When you said that, it really was, like you said, the, the writing it down. So I made sure I kept writing stuff down, I, and I and I put all the pressure pressure on me. Actually, I didn't have a team. I directly contacted everybody, made sure everybody contacted me, and I had to put it on myself because this is my first go around. I didn't really want to entrust too many people because they don't probably don't have the same passion or. It's your baby. Yeah, and this is my first. I don't want to oh, have somebody half-assed to yeah. the situation. So that was a draining, like a draining part, but it felt good because. I'm gonna win with this, 
I'm gonna lose with this. Yeah. And I just bet on myself that I knew what it was t took. And I put the work in, I put the time, and I built the relationship. So that for that three months, I guess was yeah. it was just that. But I had it complete. A show of show by by May, April, end of April, May. So I just kept fine-tuning the show, the vendors, taking stuff out, building, building with the team and waterfront, adding some parts, taking some parts away. Um, but everything came out from the, even from the fly with Micah from the colors. Yeah. Um, Pan-African flag. It was just like everything came out how I wanted. And it's, I, I think it's really great to have, just having the plan. I mean, it, it helps with visualization of if you can, if you can't see it, I think that's trouble. But if you can see it and you have it sort of that plan of like, this is what I want to accomplish here. Yeah. And you have the plan, you can visualize, you can visualize it being successful. And almost in that way, it can't fail. It's almost foolproof. It's like, I see the vision now. I see it and I feel it. And I, that was one thing, like I said, I took pride in trying to change myself because I always felt like people had to say your potential. Oh, I see your potential. And I, <laughs> and I actually say, okay, I'm tired of hearing this. I'm just going to stand on it. And actually, when I came from college, like I had a, uh, had a, good, a great opportunity there to do the same work. Like I was an SGA vice president. They voted for me two years. I had school free, full ride. That's what, if you be uh, the vice president or the president, you go to school for free. Um, so I came back home, and I was like, I still wanted to have that type of structure, but I had to, you know, find the resource, connect with the people that even had it. And it took me, I graduated in 2011, so that's, 12 years ago to get to this point. But I, I got on my comfort zone, my shell to be like, this is who I am, this is what I want to be, and shed some weight that I had to really be myself. That's, it's important to do that. When yeah. you, you know, people ask, and we're always looking for what feels real, what feels authentic. So I think that's why storytelling has taken over yeah. in the way that it has, um, feeling like who's a true voice, who's a real person, who's indicative. And when you see something that's not real, you know it. And, you know, we see it all the time. And it's like, oh, Baltimore has a, has a lot of attention on it. Let me do this Baltimore podcast or whatever. And it's just like, well, why though? What is your, your key motivation behind it? It's it's, it's, it's like uh, SEO, it's clicky. Yeah. And that just, frankly, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I got one last real question here, and I got a few rapid fire questions. Go ahead, I'm here. So, how this experience, right, you know, from now being in the sort of post-mortem portion of it and going through the full process, mm -hmm. um, and kind of being with it for more than a year at this point, because, you know, for me with it last year as well, yeah. how does this shape your work going forward? Like how you approach your work, how you maybe look at doing another festival, doing other events and things within the community. The next step, I would say, is now building a team. So I'm capable, I, would, I felt like now I was capable of doing it by myself, but with doing that, to take myself to the next level, I would have to build a team to even when I want to create this next version of the coloring book. I need more people. I can't try to produce events and do this and that. Going to the detention center here, it's not that much time in the day. Yeah. Have a family, like it's so, really build a team, the right people that have the same vision and build on that so I can have more of these and still collaborate with more people um, and more be yeah, in the leadership role to just direct. So that's my next step, man. Really trying to build a team. So not a big team, but just like, like four people, five people that genuinely want to just help see the vision go. And the meeting where you are, just 
brand push forward? Yes, it's one of those things when, um, you know, whenever there's funding conversations or things of the sort, people will ask me like, wow, you're able to get so much done by yourself. It's like, imagine me with a budget or a team. It's literally that. Um, and I think when you're able to be sort of that one-man band, if you will, you're, you're able to have a really strong idea of what you're looking for, what mm -hmm. you need, and then you can kind of like system, make, make it systematized. You can make that a process that yeah. you can bring in other folks. Um, so that works. Um, so that's kind of the end of the real question. Okay. Now I have three rapid fire questions for I'm you. Here. And as I tell everyone, you don't want to overthink these. The answer is the answer, whatever you, you know. Okay. So here's the first one. What is your favorite comfort meal? Favorite comfort meal? Yeah. Uh, Caribbean food. You gotta be more specific now. Uh, <laughs> Caribbean, so I cut out meat. Yeah. So I used to go, my go-to would be oxtails. Okay. Or jerk chicken. But I would probably say any variations, carry shrimp, carry, uh, jerk salmon, um, red snapper, just a nice red beans and rice. Nice. Plantains, like that, I would say that. So like you said, plantains in, in, versus uh, plantain. I make fun of people that say oh. plantain. I, I give them a wild side eye. I was like, you get it, but also, do you? Uh, <clears throat> um, favorite color? Red. My favorite color. I don't like to wear it a lot, but yeah. it's my favorite color. Okay. And uh, this is this is sort of the last one. Um, what is the last book you read? Mm. Oh. What is it? Black Fortune. Um. I, well, I reread it actually. Yeah. And it just talks about, you know, uh, post, just post uh, wars and just how black, you know, industries were made and millionaires and some people were potential billionaires and how it was stole under them in different places throughout the South. Yeah. Uh, some of the first uh, millionaires in, in cotton, uh, real estate, and the Bay Area, uh, just a lot of wealthy blacks that got robbed yeah <laughs> and as the story goes <laughs> Re revisiting uh history that gets uh, covered up sometimes yeah just yeah. understanding like dang okay uh some people just snake them as well so just learning that concept of how some of the same things are repeated just the 1800s early 1900s is still going on yeah into the history 2023 <laughs> i dig it into the history um so with that, I want to thank you and uh, thank you. For, for coming on to the podcast. And uh, I want to invite and encourage you in these final moments to uh, share anything you got, social media, website, you know, okay. for folks to check you out. So the floor is yours. Um, or the boat is yours, the boat. Man, thank you again, Rob. This was great. I'm going to tell you, uh, follow me on Instagram, at meeting when you are. My website is mwyallc.com. It's books, it's merch, is there as well. But more importantly, like reach out. I go to detention centers every week. Right now I'm injured, so if you see that, um, I'll be back in a couple weeks. But that's the main goal, just really getting in there, uh, having uh, get some funding where I can do more, like really provide more resources besides going in there, but taking some resources in, having it when we come out, and not just really, I'm not a big photo op person. Like I really want to help. So if anybody has the capital, I can help some more, I'm down. And that's the main thing. So reach out for me if we really trying to change. I'm not really in it to look like I'm helping. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just me, man. I, I'm, I'm here to help <laughs> and try at my own pace. So that's one thing you said. Yeah. I'm just moving at my own pace. It's not a post this. It's not me. Oh, I need to do more. No, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Like I write, write down on the pad and feel something that comes to me organic to start the next time. 
Yeah, it's like I'm the one that's doing it, so it has to make sense. And yeah, I'm not doing anything that I don't feel right. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Devin Wilkins for coming on and, and talking a bit about Baltimore by Baltimore, sharing his story. And um, I also want to thank uh, Baltimore by Baltimore, the Waterfront Partnership and Yahtzee and big shout outs to Aaron and Nefertiti for, you know, putting this together and Nefertiti for for driving us around in the water in downtown Baltimore. Um, it's truly a um, once in a lifetime experience to do a podcast um, on a boat. So there you have it, folks. I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, and community in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Music